I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and please help yourself to some coffee and bars. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and they'll never let you perform naked, I already asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, this is the type of... It's like you have to watch this movie almost 60 times in a row to really get... It's it's like Clue. It's like there's so many things... It may be even more fast-paced than Clue as far as yeah. the one-liners. I was typing like a madman. Uh, yeah. It's... I mean, I have seen this movie so many times since I first saw it on HBO, probably like 2000, whenever it hit HBO. And I watched it again last night. And I could not believe how many new nuances occurred to me. Things that I have seen a hundred times. And I was like, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. so dark or that's so brilliant. It's, um, and of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, you didn't read the title of the episode. We are talking about the BSAs of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Ooh, and what, it's like, I don't know why I didn't think of this movie either, but I will say, I mean, we'll get into it in a moment. I did cover this movie on The No Good, Very Bad Gay with uh, squirrel friend Philip James, who you might know as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But, like, I, I appreciated the movie, and that was, this is, I'm ashamed to say this, Colin, that was the first time I had ever seen it. So that was probably, like, I don't know, last year or two years ago. Wow. I know, and this is, like, if there ever was, like, a Nick kachanov movie or just like a movie that i had wished had plopped into my lap during my cataloging years like in Mm -hmm. middle school or high school i wish it was this because i would (laughs) have i mean i with all that being said i still appreciate and really 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 enjoy and love this movie and all the women in it too but yeah i i am a i'm a newbie that's i that's so great i mean that's it's so it is in a way in its own way yeah because you're coming I'm like at mad it mad but happy at the same time. Right, right. Because I feel like so much about Drop Dead Gorgeous and why it's become this cult movie is because like what you bring to it. Like there's there's so much of this idea once it kind of flopped and then was rediscovered as a as this like, you know, underground classic, so to speak, was like it was all the queers and the outcasts who were like, Oh, I get this. Oh, I get yes. this. So I feel like, you know, having that experience like in high school or in college is one thing, but it's interesting to like have that, that like first experience with drop dead core, just like as a grown adult, like, yes. And what you bring to that viewing. I think that's really interesting. Oh yeah. I, um, I was glad that you suggested this too, because I, I need to keep rewatching. I forgot. Cause I only watched it for, I think I watched it twice for the podcast. Um, and then I hadn't watched it since. And I don't necessarily know why, but I I need to keep this on rotation. I need mm-hmm. to be fluent, and I want to be fluent in this because of 
Uh, it's so good. I, I don't yeah. know. Besides maybe the Brady Bunch movies and like maybe the Adams Family movies, like I, I categorize. I mean, I think this is kind of in a league of its own as far as like camp and the amount of women and like everything that we love here on the BSA pod too. But it has that sort of dark comedic edge that I really, really latch on to. And it, it gets pretty dark. Oh, I mean, there's a God, lot yeah. of deaths in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is so... It is so dark. I mean, there were things I noticed this time, like right off the bat, and I don't even know because it took me this this many viewings to see it, but it never fully occurred to me that the one, I'll use the term, a mentally impaired brother was huffing paint out of a bag you know, multiple times in the movie. Oh, like I, I didn't, didn't put that. that together that he was a, that he was huffing paint as well. I was like, "Oh God, that's dark." It's like things like that where I was like, "Oh, I've seen this so many times, and that never occurred to me." And I think that is, um, it, it's the, it's the joy of this movie. It, it's how fucking nuanced it is, and mm-hmm. I I love that when it first came out in 1999 at the peak of like the teen comedy craze, the same year as, you know, 10 things I hate about you and everything else. Like this movie bombed. Yeah. The critics hated it because people just didn't get it and thought it was just like dark and offensive and, and too, too much. And it's like, those are all the things that make it so good oh yeah that's like the makings of a gay cult classic too it's just like the irreverence the humor the women the women the women which the is why women. we're here today i mean uh i yeah the women the cast okay for a movie that yeah. was you know not not a huge studio production mm-hmm. was you know then not a, you know, a critical darling like for this little wackadoo movie to come out with such a great cast and granted some folks were relatively new in their career some were more established some careers had died when they were trying to (laughs) you know uh miss alley but uh i that's what i think also amazes me is how like it's like this is this is prestige casting (laughs) it really like nowadays it's like this is the movie that i would put together back then like especially since i can stand on the other side of it not really having seen it back then Mm too top of the show i will say i am one of those people where uh when it comes to allison janney i know she's won an oscar i know that she's won emmys i've seen her on broadway she's a fantastic actress but at the end of the day Loretta is, if not only, not only is it my favorite role of Allison Janney's, I think it is one of my favorite movie characters across the board. Yeah. It yeah. has everything that you could possibly want. And I it love, is, yeah. I love that she is more prominent than Ellen Barkin in the movie. I like mm-hmm. that Ellen Barkin has this sort of subplot where she like gets blown up and she has to take a back seat and that like, you know, Aunt Loretta is kind of taking over the helm and yeah. that she's fine doing it. And, oh my gosh, so many things to talk about. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I think that's one of the things I love about Drop Dead Gorgeous and in terms of the lens of supporting actresses is the function of a lot of these supporting roles and especially Loretta. To me, I mean, our first ever episode of, of Best Supporting Podcast was the quintessential Best Supporting Actress. And to me, Loretta is the quintessential Best Supporting Role in a Comedy. Because she gets to then be involved and she gets to be, I feel like there's so many scenes where she gets to be doing something funny 
to the left or in the background of what's happening, even if she's not featured in the scene. Yes. She yes. is constantly yes. supporting the movie and at moments just stealing every bit of it. Yeah. And a lot of it is really like seen through just like the f- the ones that I caught the most was just like flirting with the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite nuances. It's yeah. Just like, you guys need a ride home? Okay. Yeah. And she's I'm like buying walking. Shots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm buying. I'm buying. Like, oh God, Loretta, like, uh, I mean, the way that she, there's, she flirts with the delivery guy when he brings the info about the, um, about the, uh, state pageant and she like smacks his ass and sends yes. him off. She flirts with uh. the bartender. She is just, the, I, I love that Loretta looks so quintessential trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trash, it's like there's something if we will. There's like yeah. almost like this sunburn quality to her face that's just mm-hmm. <sighs> heavenly. But she's got this confidence, and she just carries herself like, yeah. Well, you know, uh, catch this in your mouth, and I'll give you a prize. Oh like, I... <laughs> my god, you're cute. It's just she. She is. She is best friend energy, aunt energy, best supporting actress energy. And a little bit like Melissa Leo, like that Bostonian yes. sort of like trailer trash sort of energy too, which is yes. the perfect storm, really. It just, I mean, I I really think Alice and Janney in Drop Dead Gorgeous is such a significant part of my cataloging and why I'm gay. Yeah. I mean, why I, I can't relate, but I, I've had other characters like that too, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't yeah. at all. Even now it's like, I've become gayer since watching this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there are things when you are, when you're growing up gay that like hit the gay whistle tone before you know what a gay whistle tone is. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I get this, but I get this. Like I yeah. see her. And I remember the, like the first few times seeing drop dead gorgeous, I was like, I felt like, is anyone else seeing her? Does anyone else like see what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And like then growing up and then realizing, okay, this was a thing we all agreed on. And it feels a sense of community. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Validation. Validate. Oh God, completely. Yes. Um, so, I mean, this has just been 10 minutes of just, uh, queening out. Cause I just, I had to get all of this out. I've been bundling up all this excitement, but the, the structure of the episode is we are we have na- the hardest decision of my life really the most i've it's never tough. had a harder decision was to narrow down my five nominees and winner for best supporting actress and of course i mean this was so yeah. hard because there are so many great women and even a couple of really great men from like stem to stern yes. of this movie i mean i'll i'll name her up front because uh i don't consider her supporting but i am continually impressed with how good kirsten dunst is yeah i am was very very charmed by her she's a good actress i think she's like it's very interesting how and she's also in that um movie where she plays like it's called like death and murder in florida but that's not how what it's called or or at all i can't remember the name of it oh it's i think it's a it's a showtime show um, how to be a god in central florida yes and yes, she yes, plays yes. like a she's like in a multi-level marketing uh scheme that's all i know yes. about it i didn't watch the whole thing no that's more than what i remember so that's perfect too but um yeah i mean i remember her uh, like in jumanji i remember her i have i'm gonna ruffle some feathers here so just buckle up everyone right, i've never click. seen i've never seen it it's on it's on my list, <laughs> the um, list. yeah i've never seen bring it on 
And I know to some people that's like, oh, okay. But some people that's like a federal offense. So I get it. And yeah. um, I'm aware. Well, I am not here to arrest you. I've only seen a few minutes of it. It, okay. it just, it was, I mean, I, I hear you. Some people are like, oh, and, and are probably like, you're missing out. It's so yeah. great. All the women. Um, I think Johnny and I have talked about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I saw a little of it. And I was like, okay. I mean, sure. There's just so much to see that if yeah. it doesn't grab me, you know, I just like, never saw it or had the opportunity. Yeah. I never even seen bits of it. That's how my, how little I've seen of it. But that's OK. Yeah. I, I mean, I've survived all this time without it. So I'll say that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've seen Kirsten Dunst in an interview with a vampire, you know, a million years ago. And uh, the same year that she was in Dropped Gorgeous, she was in Virgin Suicides, which is and it's actually interesting. A lot of these actresses in 1999 were in some really great, like, defining movies of their career at the same time as they were in this, like, little movie that failed. That's interesting. Which I think is, is kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, I I keep wanting, when I start the movie or when I remember the movie, I keep thinking, oh, yeah, I love the movie. Well, Kirsten Dunst is in it. She's okay. You know, she's kind of like, everyone is orbiting around her. Yes. But then, like, watching it again, I was like, no, she is selling the shit out of this character. Yes. And... And I love her, and I'm so, like, cheering for her, you know? Oh, yeah, you're absolutely rooting for her. I mean, she is like that. I, w I keep thinking this takes place in Indiana, but it doesn't. But, but that's also in the Midwest, too. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you're rooting for her. She's, like, so, it's like, I think of that, like, chaotic good, neutral good, whatever that whole chart yep. is, whatever. But she is just, like, a good person um, where a lot of, like, mm -hmm. terrible things are happening around her. And she continues to kind of just, like, prevail, I guess, too. And, like, uh, there's, like... And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, like, I mean, we'll get into it as, the, as we talk about the film, too. But um, I just think she's so... Yeah, the word is charm, like, overload of charm. And I just really like her a lot in the film. And I think she's good at crying on film, too, <laughs> in this movie, too, yeah. when she said, yeah. like, well, at least... My mom got to see me dance. Like when you lose, it's like that sort of like anger tears mm -hmm. moment where you're like mad, mm -hmm. but you're also like trying to keep it together. But I do love when she flips out on Denise Richards in the dressing room. That's one of my favorite moments. I love that oh. she gets to kind of like, ooh, I don't know how to yell at you because I don't yell, but I'm still going to try sort of moment. Yeah. it's Right. Right. It's teenage yes. girls fighting. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite Kirsten Dunst moment is when she is arguing with Iris about her costume not yes. being approved. And she says, this is an America. This is, this is, this is yeah. Nazi Germany. <laughs> is and she like, she has that, like just turning away. It's just like the way that she does that. This is, this oh, is like, yes. it's so funny. Oh my God. So Kirsten Dunst, while not a nominee for best supporting actress um, because she's the lead, deserves some credit up front for just being a yeah. fantastic lead. Yes. Applause, yeah. applause. Um, applause, applause. Now, of course, I'm assuming, I mean, if y'all are listening, you all know Drop Dead Gorgeous. You all know that it is this dark, dark satire of small town pageants. Uh, it's a dark, dark satire of like small town Minnesota. I feel like folks from Minnesota in the Midwest are like, yeah, this is like the nuances of Minnesota, the nuances of a small town. Like, obviously this was all filmed, you know, over 20 years ago, but like, this is Trump country, you know? Oh yeah. God fearing women. Yeah. Every one of us. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I think that's another thing that's really interesting about this movie is to watch it now where we have such a such a like a new way of looking at that kind of that part of the country and like you know conservative little towns like that there's a whole mm -hmm. new lens to it because of this like 
overlay of Trump, you know, Um, it it makes me want to revisit, you know, Mount Rose in 2020 to see what it's like now, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like a lot of a lot of like for the sake of the movie and the sake of what I find funny, but also sort of relate to because Pittsburgh is not necessarily the Midwest. We have like a little Midwest, but we also have like a little bit of like they call it pencil tucky sometimes uh-huh. too because we're right near the southern border you know it's like we have and you know five miles out of pittsburgh you're starting to see trump signs so like it's mm-hmm. it's interesting there but i hate the midwest but i also love it for everything that like all the reasons in this movie because it just feels like i mean granted this is obviously a heightened version of that but just like i don't know what wh- um like at at the funeral where there's like all the food on the table and all the ladies are like the fact that like Iris has to watch the potato salad or whatever. Like it's just so interesting how the women are. So the women run the show, the men just work. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's such an interesting sort of dynamic too, but I also like it at the same time. I get it. And I, and it has to happen for this movie too. So, but yeah, Trumpy in every regard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, yeah, those little details of, like, the, you know, the, the bars and the jello salad mm-hmm. and the, just the, all of those little, like, even the, even the, the extras in the movie, they all look like real yes. people, you know? Yes, at the parade. Um, I love the parade scene. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. We had parades when I was younger. It's such a Christopher Guest model, like, in an mm-hmm. alternate universe, like, when I looked this up, I wouldn't have been surprised if he directed it or wrote it. He didn't. But it has that sort of documentary style. It has, like, some sort of, you know, stakes. There's always, like, you know, Best in Show is a dog show. It just kind of fits in that world. But I, I, I kind of love it for that, too. So I was, yeah, it's like, I wonder, I, I picture, like, Catherine O'Hara as Loretta. But I can't. I can't picture anyone else as Loretta. Yeah, the idea of recasting no. this or remaking this, I couldn't, no. I couldn't. That's, I think, Sacrage, the other part of this yeah. is, like, it's just, it's so perfectly cast. Um, yeah. uh, just, like, some alternate trivia, too, that um, this is interesting to me, that Goldie Hawn and Sigourney Weaver were originally sought out to play the roles of Annette and Gladys. I could see Goldie as Annette, for sure. There is something really specific that Ellen Barkin brings to Annette that I don't, know if Goldie would bring Goldie would be amazing in the role but again when something is like so ingrained like this it's like oh no but I I need that like I need that little rough around the edges quality that Ellen Barkin can bring you know that's true yeah I picture just like Goldie Hawn in her like like the fight scene in First Wives Club her like sloshing around Mm -hmm. wine while wearing an oversized sweatshirt you know like I feel like she'd be able to channel it but I yeah you need there's something about the griminess of Ellen Barkin that just works. And I don't think Ellen Barkin herself is a grimy person, but she's able to just like get into that. Yeah. A little yeah. easier than than Goldie. That's I think one of the things I like about Ellen Barkin is that that grittiness makes sense when you think of like Annette as this like former pageant contestant that, you know, who's smoking and drinking and as she says, like road hard and put away wet. Like I think it needs someone with a little gravel, you know? Yeah, it definitely does. And I can't imagine. And I, as far as like alternate castings, the other ones that I looked up, Melissa Joan Hart auditioned for the role of Amber. I could see that. I, th- I feel that yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, I've never really known Melissa Joan Hart to be in anything else except like Clarissa Explains It All, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and like some Christmas movies and, and on the Hallmark Channel, you know, like Lifetime original movies. Mm-hmm. So 
I think she would have been fine, and I feel like she was, you know, hot around that time. But um, she was in that movie "Drive Me Crazy." Oh, I've which, never seen it. And then, like the the Britney Spears song yes. was on the soundtrack. I, mean, I remember the song. Yeah, Melissa was in the music yes. video. Yeah. I saw the making of on MTV. Oh. I, w- I lived for those. The Waiting yeah. for Tonight J-Lo one, that's like etched in my mind. Yeah, right. The, they were talking about cataloging. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, so so let's, so let's here's the this. deal. Let's do this. Now, while we have five nominees and one will win, I've got a whole batch of runners up that I, I would be, it'd be sacrilege to not at least name them. Yeah. I, I mean, and most of, most of mine would probably be, would be like the other contestants. I think that there's mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of nuance and just like, oh God, it's just like a treasure trove of like, this is like where the real Christopher Guest Ian mm-hmm. stuff comes in here. But, um, and I, th- it's, I, had to, I just had to rearrange my list because I did put Kirsten on my list, but she is technically leading. And there might be some other leading care, but I'm, I'm happy with my list now. I just did some rearranging. Okay, but, um, okay. Last minute rearranging. I know, you know yes. The, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at all these. Okay, so here's here's one that didn't make my list, but definitely, like, the nuance of her, I had to mention her, is um, okay. uh, Cloris Klinghagen. Yes. yes. Oh, my God, yes. Such a, uh, a mood, as the kids say, too. But, like, from the, like, the... The, the hair, that sort of choppy bang, sort of like, I don't even know what kind of hairstyle you would call it, to the fact that she's like an overweight, it's always an overweight, like, woman who has been like, who, like, you know, always just talks about her career. She has a cane, she has a cigarette, and she is always, always sitting in a chair. I think that's probably the most yes. important thing about everything, too, is like, she just like, scoots her chair up to the girls and just yells at them about how they're too fat and to suck in. Like, that was mm-hmm. extra special for me. I loved that a lot. Yeah, the nuance about her that I've always loved is is when so and obviously she yeah, she's the she's the dance yes. instructor and totally who who at one point was a dancer many decades ago um and is now sitting in a folding chair with a snack table set up next to her for her coffee. I imagine it's instant and that big old ashtray and I feel like that is to me that is what just I'm like wow. That's what makes this woman real for me. Is that big fucking? Yeah, I want to be with her like, when I'm. When I go. <laughs> right, right, right. She's got it's got the ceramic oh, loops to like rest yes, your cigarette. and someone dumps it out for her every once in a while. Uh, it is totally exceptionally good. It's great, and I and I like that choice because I think her function in the movie is great. She shows up just enough times to feel like like she shows up in the early kind of rehearsal stage, you know, scenes with the girls, and then. It, during the pageant, she's the one who gives Amber the the yes, black leotard. Very she's crucial. Like, Go kick some lemon ass. Yeah, yeah. So she's an ally to our her, to our protagonist, mm-hmm. and I I think that's and that jumps out to me is the people who who try to help Amber along the way are really special. Yes, I agree. I agree. And she's an unlikely one. So I'm glad you named her. She almost made my list in a sort of um, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. But I thought you know, like in a oh, she's in so few scenes, but you know, she makes an impact. So I have um, I'm putting them together, but Nora Dunn and Mo Gaffney as Terry yes, and Colleen. I'm glad that you mentioned this. Oh yes. my god! So they I mean they don't show up to like the third act of the movie, and they're the. Um, you know they're they're running the the state pageant at the at the Howard Johnson by the airport, 
and big ant energy defined. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> B-A-E. Babe. B-A-E. They are, you know, always with a drink, always with a cigarette. I mean, the cigarette acting in this movie is unfathomably good. Oh, they, yeah. It's And it's just, it, it's such a perfect, like, they only needed two or three scenes and made such an impact. You know, I, I will always think about... You know, the kids in the pool playing Marco Polo and then Colleen turning and saying, enough with the Marco Polo or I'll rip your fucking faces off. <laughs> like, it's like she says, like, your fat heads off or something maybe, like maybe that. Maybe it's your fat heads. Maybe I Some, there's, the word fat is in there, which is great. Yeah. And it's yeah, probably maybe, like her kids. You know what I mean? It's totally, like, totally. I love that. It's I and the two of them are just so funny. Um, I've seen Mo Gaffney. She was uh, sort of a frequent guest star on AbFab. And I'm sure she's done a bunch of other things I'm not familiar with. And then Nora Dunn was on SNL at yes. one point. So there's also that like, oh, I know you. And you're like, oh, there's that like familiar character actor- yes. actress showing up, you know, an hour and ten minutes in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what a what a perfect time to bring that in. It's like just when you think you couldn't handle more funny ladies and you, they drop these two in and it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, it, what a gift. Um, <laughs> what a gift. What a gift. <clears throat> so who else do you have? Okay, so I let me scroll up here because oh, I mean, yeah, she almost made my top five because she is like I think a lot of people do remember her. I think as she's one of like the the cornerstones of this movie is uh, Mary Johansson. And oh, she's on my list too. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Is she on your list list or is she because I can like not talk about her? I don't know if that's giving oh, no. something away. Okay, so she's on. The, oh, no, she's on my runners. Good, list. good, good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and yes, I mean, I, there are there are quite a few things in this movie that are prob- problematic. They are, of course, making uh, a huge joke out of bulimia uh, in this movie and really running with it, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah. But the but the lines that she says, it reminds me like the line like two weeks before the pageant. I was, and then she goes on. I was running 18 miles a day on about 400 calories. I was ready. It reminds me of like it's... Michael Scott saying, I've never eaten so much <laughs> fettuccine <laughs> Alfredo so. and drank less water in one day. It's, it's in <laughs> totally. that, on that same, like, uh, in that same landscape too, which is funny. I yeah. mean, obviously, eating disorders are not funny, but they, it was, it was, crucial to this role and it was the 90s it's like one of those things i don't know how to approach it but um i mean my thought is this this movie like leave like this is like a joan rivers roast like leave your emotions and your triggers at the door this movie uses the word retard very frequently several times the movie makes fun of eating disorders the movie makes fun of drug addiction like the movie hold you know there's no holds barred and that's the point like Mm -hmm. i have to say not to be one of those people, but obviously we are in a much more sensitive time now. And for a lot, in a lot of ways, that's great. And I think it's smart. But there was a part of me, maybe because I've been on Twitter too much because I'm just home in quarantine watching people fight on Twitter about whatever, that it was just really nice for 90 minutes to be like, oh, fuck it. You know, like, because this movie knows what it's doing. It's yeah. using the word retard repeatedly on purpose because these people are ignorant. Yeah, it's like I think they don't that, know any better. They don't know any better. Like the movie is supposed to be offensive because these are offensive people, and yes. I think that's also part of what's funny about it is like, kind of, I don't know, not not treading lightly on those taboos and like going there. I think that's the whole point of it. So I'm, you know, yeah, those scenes with Mary played by Alexandra Holden, 
are dark. But then there's the genius of her in the wheelchair with the wig, lip syncing yes, to Melissa next. Manchester, don't cry out loud. And you <sighs> think about here's someone who was struggling with an eating disorder and just, you know, fighting to win. And then the best part of all is during her lip sync is the little nurse run, like jogging, pushing oh, the wheelchair. God. I mean, I don't know if it would work nowadays for a drag queen to do this because, but like if I saw any queen do this, I would, you know, get out my checkbook and just go for it. Like I, this is the reference of all references too. I think that yeah. would have been incredible, but yeah, I just need to break down like the look in that wheelchair when she's when she's lip syncing to this song because she looks like Edith Piaf like it looks <laughs> totally. crazy it's like this like curly it's like it is wretched and the way that she lip syncs is perfect I wouldn't oh, I want it to be any more accurate than it was but I wouldn't want it to be any worse than it was like it is like this perfect uh, beautiful mix of like just kind of barely holding on to and getting yes. through it. Ugh. There is one shot of her. It's like she's sort of turned facing the audience over to the side of her wheelchair and kind of puts her arm out. And it it, it all feels kind of languished and, and um, she's, yeah, she's really struggling through it, but that's what makes it so funny. And to your point, could a drag queen get away with this now? No, yeah. because Trixie Mattel got all kinds of canceled oh, because of uh, the gypsy the rose yeah yes. the act yeah i can't see it going well did, did trixie get yeah. out of the chair when she did yeah. that lip sync okay well okay. she eventually got out of the chair i mean yeah we're not here to discuss yeah. the logistics of trixie mattel lip syncs but i yeah i that's yeah when i saw that i was like oh i wish someone would do that. i mean i wish someone would just do like an alice and janney like just an alice and janney retrospective like that's my mm-hmm. kind of drag like i mm-hmm. I need that in my life, but I know. Uh, but yes, Mary Johansson. Um, I just love when Kirsten Dunst is like brushing her hair, and the hair starts to fall out. And then when Denise Richards comes in, and she's like, "Who are you?" And then Denise Richards has that great moment. She's like, "Oh, this is we, this is a game we play." And then, this is a little game but we like play. just to watch Mary's reaction, she's still kind of confused, but also kind of goes with it. I just think she's fantastic. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, the line, just a little snarl, has been imprinted oh, in my brain yes. for the past 20 years. It's, it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah. How about you? Next. Next. Well, next, I I have to... Um, okay, I think I'll go with... Because uh, I, ha- I have so many. Um, okay, I'm going to go with the one man who I had on my list. Oh, I hope it's the same one. I didn't have him, but I'm so glad you're bringing him up, but go ahead. So for, for consideration was for me was Lester Lehman played by Sam McMurray. He's perfect. He is perfect. Perfect. Genius. It is so funny. Him with the drink when they're doing the, the interview at the Lehman's house, which all, I mean, the details of all of that were just so perfect. The way he's just like sitting there and like getting, like I didn't realize until watching it again that he does get up and get a second drink. And so he's just getting bombed. Yeah. Um, showing off the globe can hold three full booze bottles. Like it just, Oh, when, what does I he mean, say? He's like beautiful, more beautiful than a whore's ass today. Huh? Gentlemen. It's like, that yeah. is the line. That was almost my opening line. line. Yeah. Yeah. There is a line. Now, again, this movie is offensive on purpose. So please take all this with bunny ears, but when he when they're at his showroom and he calls out to the couple looking at the dining room table and he says and i'm quoting 
Um, hey, you two don't Jew me down too much on that dinette set, and I'll throw in the hutch for free. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like in 2020, you're like, I can't believe he just yelled that across yes. the store. But that line, the delivery of that line, I'm like, I know exactly who this man is. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's human garbage, but yeah. I... I can, like, no one is laughing with him. We're laughing at him because of how mm -hmm. accurate it is, too. And then he smacks his, like, co-worker on the butt. Gene. Gene, oh. who is the writer of the movie, which I yeah. love. Ugh. Yeah. Gene. I mean, uh, yeah, I... What is I, her name? I'm going to look it up, too, just so we could give her... Uh, uh, Lona, Lona Williams. Williams. Yeah. Lona. yeah. Um, she's Lona. actually also on my runners-up list. Uh, oh, good. Because... I just love Jean. I oh, she so almost much. made my list because she's so funny and she says nothing. Yes. She just looks so confused. <laughs> yeah. And like ashamed and sad. Like there's there's a shot of the judges during the parade sitting in the car and she's like sitting there huddled holding her arms and then John Doe is like you know smoking a cigarette and they just look miserable and it's like it's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, the three of them together, too. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> Sam McMurray as Lester Lehman is phenomenally offensive and perfect. And uh, since we've mentioned her as well, Lona Williams, uh, as well as Jean, as Jean, is also on my runners-up list, uh, partially because she wrote the movie. She's the brainchild behind this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Ooh, I have another one and this is like a small one, but I think it's just like it's so it's like this little moment in the movie is the pork products lady. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. She's on my list. Oh too. God. Yeah. Uh, Connie Rudd. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know if I've said it before, too, but I, I really love local commercials. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, but they're so regional, right? It's like your local commercials will not be the same as my local commercials. We should do like an episode and I'll just like try to find like local commercials, but like from my childhood. But like, I get this aesthetic. I get like local pageant uh, woman who was hired because that was like the big deal. And like, mm -hmm. but also like, I really enjoy, um, you know, wife of the man who owns a car dealership and then, but also the daughters in it as well. And then the two grandkids yelling at the end, they're like, buy a car. They just say like something weird at the end. I just love low budge local commercials. And yeah, there was a, there was a commercial when I was growing up and I, I I'm desperate to find it and I can't. And I think it was either a furniture store oh. or a, used car dealership yeah. but the guy had his two daughters in it and the one daughter says something about like probably like payment plans or something like that and then the other daughter says to her that's convenient jackie oh and say I've no been more holding on that to, sounds yeah, brilliant i've been holding on to that's convenient jackie forever and i don't i've even talked to my brother about it and i was like do you remember this and he's like kind of i'm like i need more of that matt and i searched for <laughs> I it more i can't find it enough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I hear you. And I think this, what I love about this it, that I only really picked up this time was the, the pork products lady, Connie Rudrudge, who's a former pageant winner. The, the joke is that the, the one contestant who um, wants to be an actress, she says, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, pageants are like a great bridge into, you know, becoming an actress. And then they cut to um, Connie in this commercial. And then, I didn't really fully pick up. It's like, oh, she was a pageant winner and now she works at the pork products processing plant. Yes. Like, this is where her life has taken her. And I love that moment where she she bites Ooh. into the hot dog and she goes, 
I just love. I just love them. I, and like the footage in the background is like is was like making me want to Ralph the whole time. Like I fully understand how disgusting the meat industry is too, but I do love a good hot dog every once in a while. And but I I never want to see how they're made ever. Um, but yeah. There's something about the way, like, I don't think she blinks the entire time during that commercial. There's something away, no. just like with her as an actress and how, like, I think like her Minnesota accent is like thick. It's super thick, but it also mm-hmm. works even, it just makes, it elevates it even more too. And she's like kind of a bad actress and like, I love him so much. I work here now. It's just like that. Ugh, it's sad. <laughs> and... Ugh, it's just like she's like on the verge of a of a breakdown there yeah. and she's but she also has to withhold this like image I guess. So my uh my last two runners up are two ladies who uh did not and I wanted to get on my list. I had I swapped names out repeatedly, but they they they're they, they're robbed. These are my okay. robbed queens. Um, we love a robbed queen. So we love her, and it you know keeps things spicy. You know, um, one of them is it pains me to say this. Amy Adams. <gasps> Colin. I'm, she made it on the list and off the list and on the list and off the list. I mean, this is this is not because she's not great. She is so funny, and I'm sure we'll talk about her more. Okay. But it's her you know debut role. She's it, like to see her now and to see her then. I'm like I can't believe it's Amy Adams. Yes. It's. It, she's so funny and she's of course has the line of like they'll never let you perform naked I already asked yes like I wanted to at least give her some recognition because I was just so proud to see best supporting Amy yeah, in this movie absolutely well she's in my top five so I will save my comments mm-hmm. um, which I think is good I think like I'm, I'm hoping we have I'm sure there'll be a, little, a lot of overlap especially like in the top mm-hmm. two maybe um, but I'm glad that she was your runner-up because I'll, I'll cover her. Um, during I my... figured, yeah, I, yeah. I figured some, having some, some. I was like, yeah, I bet Nick might have this, so this yeah. will keep it interesting. Yeah. Um, my other runner-up, my other robbed queen, and this was really hard, but it's a phenomenal performance, way better than I remembered it. But Denise Richards. Okay, okay, she's in my top five, so that's that's great, perfect, perfect. great. Great, 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 great. This worked out so But well. I want to hear, yeah, um, just go on about Denise uh, since this is your moment to, I mean, you'll probably chip in when I talk about her too, but go ahead. Yeah. Initial thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just a, it's a pitch perfect performance. I think the line of like lights, camera and me without a stitch oh, of makeup yeah. on is iconic. Um, I think she's skinny Amber, not deaf is, is so dark it, it's like i i laugh at it in shock you know <laughs> yes, exactly and the way that like the nuance of the chocolates falling out of the box into mary's lap is is will never not make me laugh yeah it's, it's perfect. just so fucked it up. really is yeah and she looks at them like oh yeah it's so fucked up and i just i think denise richards was like kirsten dunst i always kind of thought oh yeah she was in that she's maybe not my favorite person in the movie but Watching it again, I was like, no, you got to give it to her. Yeah. This is a great performance. Uh, um, my last like runner up is a, is a super small one. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> is it, I'm looking at how I type this and I don't know if it's Iona Hildebrandt or Lana Hildebrandt, if it's a lowercase, oh. but the 1945 winner, a- AKA Ann Dowd's mother. <laughs> Because yeah. she's giving me such endowed energy, and that's like partially the reason why I put her in my runners up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I 
I would I would get a tote bag that says it's best with lots of butter. I oh mean, yes, when she Ludafisk and uh, how she talks about like the crown. She's so beautiful as like a young. That's uh, like the perfect example of someone who's like a beauty queen turned like. I don't know. It's like her shoulders got like infinitely wider mm-hmm. and uh, it's she's great. She's like, I didn't like just her telling that story about how I didn't even get to keep the crown and we were at war. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it's like a small sort of tidbit, but I, I do like I just want it's more of like an appreciation. Like mm-hmm. she's she's giving me like some nuance as well, too, but it's not as much as the other ones. But I, I like her a lot. Yeah, she, it's kind of like when we talked about in Clue, like the singing telegram, like it's a small role, but we all remember it. Everyone remembers yes. like, you know, talking about Ludovic and, you know, it's best with lots of butter. Yes. So I, yeah, I, stamping that's one of the things, book. stamping yeah. the library books, the pause before it's best with lots of butter. Like it's, yeah. I, I just, I'm glad you mentioned her because that's another character that has been, you know, branded to my brain for so yes. many years. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Okay. Well, that brings us to, I mean, the the top five. Ooh. And I, I mean, I've ranked them. I, we, we've ranked as like in terms of they're all great, but I have a, I, there is a clear number one and a very purposeful number two. I think Sounds that's... Sounds like a poop joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first yeah. with my... Um, uh, my number five is Amy Adams, and I she Wonderful. was kind of teetering, um, but I think just given the um, the lore of Amy Adams on our podcast, and this is her film debut as Leslie Miller, and just because she was a little bit more featured than some of the other gals in a great mm-hmm. way, and I think that like there is 100% commitment. I loved, I couldn't wait to see what she was doing in the background or even like during a dance sequence because she's she's incredible like she's a great dancer i mean obviously we know she can sing as well and i just think this is it's such june bug energy in a way it's a different kind mm-hmm. of june bug energy uh it's just like cheerleader energy but uh i love that <laughs> she signed up because my boyfriend thinks that i'll win is what she says hi pat go mm-hmm. muskies uh, oh my god the boyfriends by the way the boy oh who kisses that other boy at the end uh-huh. it's so interesting to me Oh, and, and he, like, yeah, I feel like that was, I mean, that little detail, I feel like I've always seen, but I've never fully grasped how complex the boyfriend is. He's, like, disappointed in her. He's, like, third place. Like, he's just this, yeah, this little queen. He's such a little queen. He is. And I think the, uh, like, the two quotes that, like, really, really made me laugh is, um, I think when they were in the interview, que- like, the interview questions, and sh- I don't know what the question was. Was it something like, who should be the next president or something? Mm-hmm. And she said, Brett Favre. And then, yeah. Rrr. And then purrs, yeah. Yes, the yeah. purr. Ugh. Because I love, I mean, we talked about it before, too. Um, she plays Jenna's mother in 30 Rock. Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks. Went mm-hmm. With, like, the Dan Marino jersey and the white jeans. Like, that is, that's Brett Favre energy there. That yeah. gave me exactly what I wanted. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see so I love there, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other quote is when they talk, <laughs> when they ask her about, are you nervous? And she goes into that whole monologue about basically being pregnant and it's like a real moment and then they're like oh we meant about the passion she's like oh yeah i mean yeah i'm really nervous like the yeah. fact that she just sh- like just sloughs it off is uh i just love her 
I just yeah. love her. I love that she like sort of strokes the Washington Monument and like her boyfriend cheers. And then <laughs> she thinks that she got second place as opposed yeah. to second runner up. I love just the note of when she strokes the monument and you hear the boyfriend going, yeah, in the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Um, I, yeah, I, I like her again. This is it's sort of like what we talked about with, with Loretta. I like how much Leslie's in the movie. I like that she's in the car with Amber during the parade. Yes. I like that she I like that she wins third place. You know, obviously she has kind of a dark ending because she's clearly been sex trafficked to the Philippines. Um, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, so that was kind of dark. But like, I, again, I, this movie, there's a grain of truth. You know, yeah, it's a reverent with a capital I. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I appreciated her as like a featured character. Totally. Mm. I loved her a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about your number five, Colin? All right. My number five. <laughs> I mean, a role that I would love. I'd love, God, I'd love to play any of these roles, but I, yeah. they, I think this role is really special in terms of a supporting character. Is Iris played by Mindy Starling? Oh, I'm so glad that you brought her up because she did not make my list. But yes, go. Oh, I mean, I, in terms of lines that are you know tattooed to my skull, branded to my brain, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, mm-hmm. that's why we Lutherans use grape Kool Aid for the blood of Christ. Is yes genius i mean there's if you watch her if you watch her in every scene she's in it's like amy adams she's playing a specific note she'll have a bit of confusion or a bit of like um her own emotional response to something like for example i love when they're gonna do the interview uh sort of rehearsal at the vfw post yes and gladys is about to set up like here are the you know the, the rules that you need to know and then iris jumps in she goes and number one and she just like interrupts her and put yes. her hands out and then I, my other favorite moment is during the fight between Becky and Amber, and then Iris pulls her off of Amber, and you know, or Iris pulls Amber off of Becky, and Amber's like, "I hate her, I hate her," and then Iris is like, "I know, I know, we all hate her." And yes, I, yeah, it just we all do. I, yeah. I, we all do. I, I just thought that was like either smart improv or great scripting. I just I don't, the function of Iris in this movie and Mindy Sterling is just such a genius actress. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know Mindy Sterling, this is of course Frau Farbissena from the Austin Powers movie. Just as a point of reference, but yeah, yeah it's great to see her in something other than Austin Powers because I feel like so many people mm-hmm. know her for that, and rightfully so. I mean, those are big movies at the time. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I this dynamic between like. The sort of, you know, the the Gladys, the Iris to the Gladys or Gladys and Iris, that combo. It reminds me almost like of Troop Beverly Hills with like Velda mm-hmm. and Annie or even um, like Mean Girls, like Regina George and maybe like Gretchen Wieners. Like they, they're, mm-hmm. there's no escaping it. They're just kind of stuck in that position and they kind of subscribe to some of the ideals of like the leader, but they also like hate her at the same time, but they don't know how to... to steer themselves out of it really it's like part of me i'm so glad that in a way it's kind of like true beverly hills at the end too because uh, does annie become like the like the leader i can't remember but like something good happens to that second hand like the second person in command too so i i really enjoy that and yeah she's she's great in this movie and as far as like all the lines she had for all those reasons uh a very worthy number five i would say yeah um, so who's your number four? Okay, let me let me scroll up here. My number four, my number four is actually Denise Richards. Okay, yeah. talk to me about Denise Richards. I, yeah. For all the reasons that you kind of said before too, like I don't know what is she in like Wild Things. 
I always think of that Pen15 mm-hmm. episode. Well, that's actually worth noting is that in talking about where these actresses were in their careers when this movie came out, she had just been in Wild Things. And then uh, right after this, she was in the James Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough. Oh, like she was, um, it, it's it's just where this falls in her career. Because I think she really got famous from like Starship Troopers a few years earlier. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, 1999, yeah, she was in Wild Things in 98, and then start, dropped Dead Gorgeous in 99, and then The World Is Not Enough in 1999. Huh. So this was peak Denise Richards, yeah. Peak Denise. Um, I I think that, like, I, first of all, I think just, like, on looks alone, that her and Kirstie Alley, like, are believably, like, mother and daughter. I mm-hmm. think that that's just, like, genius casting. I, I, I read on IMDb that... Um, Sarah Michelle Geller almost got the role or at least yeah. auditioned for it um, which I can see especially like given like the cruel intentions sort of vibe um, but I just think that there is something so perfect about like a good she's the perfect villain she's beautiful she's calculated she she knows I mean she's really kind of led by her mother but she's almost just if not more a little bit more evil than Kirstie Alley not by Mm -hmm. much because Kirstie Alley sucks um but yeah for all those reasons like when she comes in and (laughs) I mean that chocolate moment is also great and also the the talent portion of the pageant alone I screamed and I forgot about it like I knew it's just like so perfect I love all of her what does she say Uh, like what kind of tree would you be she's like uh, one with strong roots and a community like Mount Rose. And then she said, a solid Christian trunk, which is incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah. no one knows what that means, but it does, it like just makes sense. Yeah. And then she says, and long leafy, leafy branches to provide shade for handicapped kids on a hot summer's day. Genius. I mean, Genius. a lot of that is the writing, but a lot of that is Denise Richards and her performance. I, I like you, you have to be able to deliver that too. It's like, yeah, it's like they're lobbing a softball at you. It's hard to miss like the humor in that, but, mm-hmm. uh, but she ugh. nails it. I feel like what I loved about Denise Richards in this was how she, she finds that like, it doesn't sound like Denise Richards trying to be funny and trying to make lines funny. I really yeah. do believe this character. And I really do believe like she, I don't want to say disappears into the role, but she, I look at Becky Lehman, and I'm like, oh, I know exactly who you are. And oh, yeah. I think about that scene where she's talking, where she's like loading the gun and she's doing the interview and like while she's at the shooting range. And there's just this like tough, fierce bitch quality that I think yes. speaks to a lot of gay men. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the uh, the performance, Ugh. like when Ugh. she takes the Velcro arms off, I died and when she's i bet i think i laughed even harder when she's carrying it like across the stage like carrying the cross like on an angle and just oh, smiling oh it's perfect it is perfect and i i just really um i appreciated her more this time around too granted i've not seen it as many times as you but um i think it's it's to be mentioned and to be honored mm-hmm. in its own uh, little way with a number four slot yeah i think that's fair yeah um well my number four slot and this was tricky she moved around a lot on Ooh. my list. But I actually, I put Kirstie Alley at number four as oh, Gladys Lehman. Okay. Yeah. I, maybe it was because I'd read the trivia that she refused to try on any of her outfits and they all had to be sent to the Scientology Celebrity Center. Yeah, that's not was great, like, right? Kirstie, bad, mm, uh, not a good look, sis. Yeah. I mean, I also, I think that Kirstie Alley, there are moments in this movie where she is perfect. 
there are some notes, you know, that, that I like that there are moments where Kirstie Alley, Kirstie Alley's performance isn't great. It's a little broad, but there are other, I mean, for me, what like forgives all of it and clinches it for her is that moment after the swan blows up and she just turns evil. Yes. And the way she looks at everyone, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is Beatrice Strait Network. Like it was. Yeah. This is to a 27. Is, yeah. She went right to a 27 and sold it. I love the kind of drag queen quality of Kirstie Alley. I love that she, that's kind of the appeal of the broad notes is there's, there's, I want her to be a slightly bad actress. Yes. I don't need her to be great. I need her to be kind of bad. That's part of what's so great about this is Kirstie Alley just being totally over the top. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I mean, the line of like when they're applauding, she's like, is that for me or my gown? I mean. Oh, yes. It, it's, uh, I, I think, I think it's like her performance is less precise than some of the others. Mm-hmm. But, it's but because it's Kirstie Alley, I am enjoying the broadness of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I think that there's that's perfect. I think there's like this balance between like her, especially when she's in front of a crowd or in mm-hmm. front of the documentary crew, that like it's she's trying to be this good person, but you know immediately that she's not at the same mm-hmm. time too. And like she loves the attention, but she also knows that she's not fooling anyone at the same time. And she's maybe in some small way, a little embarrassed that this is her life. <laughs> like, especially when she yeah. comes out and just like, but there's a way that she talks at the pageant. That's very pageanty in a way too. It's like, it's very just like, it's poise and it's kind of deadpan at the same time. She's and like, oh, me? Oh, it's just like this. There's a flourish. There's this sort of way that she speaks that is is in a way kind of nuanced in its own right. I Okay, so I will say this. Um, Kirstie Alley is actually my number three. So I'm going to like... Yeah, I'm gonna go in. Transition. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. in with that too, and 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 just we'll volley back and forth here. Yeah. Um, but I uh, some of my favorite moments with her is when I mean it's also scripts as well too. But when she comes up with the theme for the pageant, proud mm-hmm. to, and she's and she's like, I don't know where I get this. Maybe it's a gift from God. I don't know. It's the way that she kind <laughs> like she that line is so perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and and just like her when she's when she like during the wrestling uh, practice when she says, "Hey Tony, hey to the folks," uh, like just hey the, folks. the way that she's like zeroed <laughs> in on his crotch is perfect. And like, hey to the folks, yeah. And like Iris is kind of trying to snap her out of it, or like mm-hmm. she notices. That's a really good Iris nuance, by the way, too. Yeah, the way she's reacting. Um, and just her backstage and just like this, the award time is so hard for me because, you know, tomorrow one of these girls will win and the rest of them will be losers. <laughs> and it's hard for me to know how that feels. Yes. Like, oh. To imagine that feels. I love that. I mean, when she says, you know, but in this house, I've got my wife apron and my mom hat on. Yes. I just, it's, I know this woman. She's a nightmare. She drives that, that. That minivan with the wood panel side parks in the handicap spot. Yes. Yep. Yep. All the moms had that when I was growing up. I was like, I know that van. I know that yes. woman. Yes. There are two. I mean, there might be more moments, but I'm just like reading these all right now too. But um, I do love like speaking of that pageant talk where she just comes 
out and she's like it's rehearsed and she's kind of just like it's like she's in the pageant if you know what I mean it's like Mm -hmm. she has three different looks maybe three different looks it's like she just can't let go of it which I think is like such a fascinating world the pageant world like but both Mm -hmm. like drag pageants and like uh you know like here comes honey boo boo pageants and just like teen pad like I would love to go to one with you I would love to just find like a local pageant somewhere yes (laughs) yes in a conference room at a Marriott yes and just like we'll get a room we'll like sit by the pool we'll talk to the moms oh god can you imagine like I just I need to do that yes I know (laughs) We'll get some wigs. We'll just like, uh, I I just, I want that to happen. But yeah. um, when she comes out and she says, I won the contest. Was it 17 years ago or something? I can't remember. She's like, by sewing these culottes and they still fit. And like, obviously they're not the same cool. They might be the same culottes, no. but like they've definitely been let out. Um, <laughs> totally. Uh, but I love the other, when she's yelling at Amber on the float and she's like, your dad like paid so much money for this or pretty penny. And she's like, get your ass up there and show me some teeth. And then Denise Richards smiles and then she just changes. She's like, love you, baby. I love that. That was one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, that moment there, I mean, there's such a complexity about that relationship that I think is a great satire of pageant moms. And, you know, when, when Becky wins, uh, Gladys, she says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to state. And then Gladys is crying saying, yeah, we're going to state. Like it's that we that, you know, it's really about her. Um, oh God, I just, I know we already talked about Denise Richards, but after she wins and they're interviewing her and she says, I won. I just, it's, I, I never noticed that before, but she's like, yeah, I yeah. won. I'm Ugh. a winner. <laughs> I um, won. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that Kirstie Alley is. She makes um, a good psychopath, really. It's just like this sort of, yeah. that sort of energy to do literally whatever. I mean, she's a murderer. She is like a multiple murderer or at least responsible yeah. for all these. And, and it's like a dictatorship because she has so much power. Her husband is rich, uh, thereby by proxy. She is also rich and has so much power. Like even like the smoking girls in the bathroom know it. I mean, side. I mean, a side note for the smoking girls in the bathroom. Like that is. Oh my that, god! I, the girl who That's... mainly talks to the camera. Like I knew that girl in middle school. I didn't hang out with her, but I knew. Mm-hmm. It, like that was perfect casting. Ugh. Uh. It's a roach mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> girls, che- yeah. Girls check in, but they don't yeah. check out. It's so great. So that's my number three. So I skipped ahead to number three. Who is your number three, Colin? Well, I'll just say before we move on from Kirstie oh, Alley, yeah, that the fantasy of Sigourney Weaver playing Gladys. I agree with you. I think Kirstie Alley is the right choice. But in the alternate universe of seeing Sigourney Weaver as Gladys, it would, would just be... Would just be such such chef's kiss. Yeah, I such wonder. Chef's oh, kiss. Especially after seeing like Working Girl too. Like I feel like I can I can e- see that even more because even now I'm having like a little trouble seeing it. But I would love to see it. With all that being said, I yes. want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my number three oh, uh, is Ellen Barkin. Okay, good. She yeah. didn't make my list because I knew that you'd probably put her on and. Mm-hmm. I'm interrupting you already. Go ahead. You go. No, I, 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 she, she bounced on and off the list. She almost yeah. didn't make it. But I think, I think her laughing during the pageant, especially during Becky's performance, <laughs> yeah. it brings me so much joy. It's just, it's so funny. And I, I, I also really liked, you know what I loved about Annette was that she, at first she comes off as just this like, get me my smokes kind of mom. 
But then when she's in the hospital and she has that heart to heart with Amber and she's like, this is your ticket out of here. And I just don't want you to that for this to be a thing that you do over, you know, and, yes. and she gets real with her and there's some heart to her. And I think Ellen Barkin was so smart to find these layers where Amber or Annette is actually a very sympathetic character. And yeah, I I had forgotten this. But in the <laughs> in the end, when she has the the hook hand. And she's trying to get the beer open, yes. and Loretta is like, just use your other hand. She's like, no, they said I got to practice with this. And then she pierces the can, she fills the glass, and then turns with this proud smile and says, I did it. And oh. it's, it's just genius. It's just genius. Yeah, her eyes are like Wiestian. They're just like the squinty eyes. Yes. It's perfect. She's so Wiestian. Oh, my yeah. God. Add her to the sisters, yeah. the, the Wiest sisters. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Attitude of Um I just, I, yeah, Damn. I think that, uh, I think Ellen Barkin, it was like, I, there were moments where I was like, is she going to make my list? But I, I don't know. She just wormed her way into my heart. I also loved, I mean, there was something so sweet about the end when she's in the hospital and she sees Amber and Loretta on TV and then Amber says hello to her and she goes, oh, hi, monkey. And there's something about that. I was like, oh, you're such yes, a goose. I, oh. <laughs> I she is. I do love that she's the one who corrects Allison Janney for most smartest. I it just like there's something oh. to that as she's like, What are you what are you doing here? You're making us look like a bunch of like most smartest. Oh wow. And and <laughs> get a picture yeah. of this. Oh, most God. smartest. And, but I, I do love that. And that's kind of the turning point for me too, where she's like you're making me look like an idiot here and I'm not an idiot, so you need to get out of here. And I just I mean, we'll get to Loretta's action reaction during that scene because it's impeccable uh okay any and anything else about ellen uh ellen barkin as we move to number two um no i just i i really appreciated her and i feel like my spidey senses we may have the same number two number one but i don't want to jump back I, on. yeah um okay so my number two is none other than Brittany Murphy. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. You can't. Oh you God. can't do You can't you list can't. anyone else in that number two slot. Come on. I'm just. Oh, and the fact that she's number two. This is so yes, important. It's this true. Is so important. It's, okay. it's like in certain Go ways, on. like on a certain day, maybe she could be number one. But you just can't trump Allison Janney. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. Alert. Yeah. As as Lisa. <laughs> I know. Right. <clears throat> as Lisa Swenson. <laughs> If you're 17 and you're not a total fry, it's what you do. It's just what yeah. you do. I, her her Minnesota accent, her her love for her brother Peter, <sighs> her laugh, her role in the movie, how she helps. Oh my god, it's I too much. Brittany Murphy is is it, she and Loretta are neck and neck. Lisa and Loretta are neck and neck for like some of my favorite supporting characters in, in any yes, movie. Yes. Yes. And we've talked, we've sung the praises of Brittany Murphy before too. It's like RIP. It's like, what, what could you have been? Yeah. But there's so many great, like even in clueless and other movies too. It's like, I, she's always the best part of the movie. Yeah. She always finds her way to give her own like Brittany Murphy spin. It's like such an, an interesting and unique, um, voice as an actress, but like more specifically like a comedic actress, like, Honestly, like the line on, like we talked about this in the Clue episode, just like Eileen Brennan, like looking at a, a line on paper and then making it into something like so much more than what it actually is. All, all the line is, is here's Peter as Liza and she holds up a picture. Mm -hmm. But the way that she laughs after that is just so, it's, it's human, yeah. it's natural and it is so goofy 
and she's so excited and she knows it's a little silly and she doesn't necessarily want to like out him then and there but like she uh she just loves him yeah i just think it's so <sighs> i just love her so much in that moment that that's one of the first times we see her like in her bedroom mm-hmm. yeah with all of like the broadway posters the new york stuff like she is uh. such a like She's got to get out of that town. And I think she will, you know, like that's the thing. I feel uh, yeah, like she will. Lisa's one of those characters that I'm not worried about. You know, I, I, I love that. And I also, what I love about her, I mean, Peter is really the only quote unquote, like gay character in the movie. And yeah. I love that he's loved and revered. And like that, yes. I think is why this movie, you know, not totally, but I think part of the recipe of why like the queers and the weirdos love this is because you know, there's no homophobia in this. Not even, like, played as a joke in this small town, yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, they left that, like, that stone unturned, I guess. Um, or they left it turned. How do I say that? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they, um, they didn't kick any rocks, yeah. That's right. Um, my second favorite moment is when they're interviewing her and they said, they asked her something about swimming. And she's like, I love to swim. I met Greg Luganis at one of my brother's shows, which is funny. But also the way that she says, yeah, afterwards, mm-hmm. I could listen to that. She goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she says it like seven different ways. And mm-hmm. she just like erupts in laughter and who knows what she's laughing at like i don't know why it's funny i don't know if she's just nervous but like it's it's nervous and intentional and so natural that Mm -hmm. i i'm in awe of her yeah i I am in in awe of Brittany murphy in this movie it's it's so good i love Um, i love during the pageant when she is introducing herself and she's got the the statue of liberty in her head yes and she's trying to light it with the with the uh with the why can't i think of the the lighter maybe that's the word i'm looking for um and and she starts to laugh through that because she's like struggling to get it lit and she's yes. like it's, we're to so lady liberty we're, we're lady liberty always and she's like and it it feels like britney murphy laughing through a take it's so funny yes yeah yeah um and like you said before she gives amber the costume i love she says i'm not gonna win mm-hmm. the family only needs one liza and peter's got better legs than me great line great line yeah uh, great friend great friend i yeah i love that there's there is this you know i i always love seeing you know uh supportive friends supportive actresses best supporting yes. actress you know things like yeah. that and there is something about lisa i think it's also there, there's a couple moments but i think about her and i didn't notice this until this watch but when amber and becky when amber's confronting becky Lisa is behind Becky and she just has this like knowing look on her face. Yes. I saw that too. You know, it yeah. always feels to me that Lisa knows what's going on. And yeah. that was so interesting. It's like, yeah, Lisa knows like, and she's got that goofy laugh and she's just, she seems like this like sweet, silly kid, but she knows exactly what's going on. And I think that line, I mean the, the genius line reading of like, I'm not going to win, you know, like she, or mm-hmm. she, she knew this going in and uh, I just love that she then becomes supportive of Amber, like gives her a hug before the, you know, the, the winners are announced. Like it's Lisa is such a good friend, you know, she it's, is. Yeah. And she's um, not as dumb as she looks. I think that's like all of Brittany Murphy's characters. It's like so like Marilyn Monroe esque, you know, like you think mm-hmm. that she like just when you counter out or just think that she's that's the only purpose that she serves in this movie or any movie. She has that moment. 
mm-hmm. and I'm glad they gave it to her. I'm so glad that she gave her that, that costume. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it, it's so noticeable when when like a supporting character gets to do something significant to the plot, and you know she wasn't set up to be that device, but she just gets to be that. It's such a great sort of ensemble role. Um, and then, of course, obviously, she gets that infamous moment at the end confronting her father. Oh, you know. well, my. guess what, Dad? <sighs> Peter's gay. The gay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone can emulate it. There, It's like, no. that is like, I think there are moments in movies where no matter like what kind of mood I'm in, that it's a guaranteed laugh and a, mm-hmm. a guaranteed rewind, no matter like how many times I've seen this movie. And it hasn't been many the way that Brittany Murphy can scream is mm-hmm. exceptionally good because yeah. it is like this. It's not, it's not just like gay, it's gay. It's like, she like trails off at the end. It is so crazy. Yeah. Oh, when you think of Drop Dead gorgeous, there's a lot of other things you think of first, but it's like the people who notice Brittany Murphy in this. Now that's like, that's my like, ah, uh, okay. You're my people. Yes. Okay. You exactly. saw Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a seat yeah. right next, like safe for you at the table. Like, come on mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Um, and I wish she was still around to give us I these know. performances. Uh, but so there is that bittersweet quality. She's, she was such a great actress and just like such a great energy. And it's like, Oh, Brittany. I know. Oh, said, what a, what a, ugh, what a, what a loss. Yeah. So we honor her here in the number two spot because yeah, why don't you lead one? us in the number one? Call. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I think it's uh, I, no surprise we've yes. we've not we've buried the lead, we've unearthed the lead, we've held the lead, and right right in front of your face, our number one shared spot is of course Alice and Janney as mm. Loretta. Mm. Just take a moment. I mean, Just take a moment. Take a yeah. moment. Take it in. Ah, oh, she is. I it bears repeating. I I think one of my top five favorite movie characters and like comedic performances embodies everything I think is funny. Um, yes. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it really, she, there is, and I think what I love, cause we've said so much about her already, but I think the one thing that I love about Loretta the most is that there is a kindness and a sweetness to her as well. She's genuinely supportive of Amber <laughs> and like, excited for her like when amber's opening up the 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 envelope about this the states (laughs) and she's like you know just like this like you know uh cheerleader next to her watching just the body language yeah and i was watching her the whole time in that scene yeah totally um and when she screams screams oh my god right by the airport it's just (laughs) i i just think that it is i i completely understand that why this is the performance that people approach Alice and Janney about the most because it's it's pitch perfect it really is and and that like we always love the way that a best supporting actress like what's their first scene in the movie too and the fact that it's that yes. like getting your hair done scene with Ellen Barkin too is great and the first mm-hmm. I don't know if it it might be her first line but when she's <laughs> oh are we on cops again like the the casual <laughs> like tone in her voice is so perfect like she's like okay here we go here we go uh, yeah the first thing we hear because it kind of the camera is panning across the outside of the of the trailer and we hear them laughing and to me like i just get so excited when i hear like annette and loretta laughing together annette and loretta annette and loretta are so fun i think that's part of why ellen barkin got onto my list yes. 
was because the way that she and Alice and Janney play off of each other is it's as if they've been doing it for years. It's just so good. And kind of we talked about earlier how involved she is. She's not just like the funny best friend who shows up once or twice. She becomes the surrogate mom. Yeah. And I'm so glad for it too. Like as much as I would want to see more Ellen Barkin, I'm kind of glad that we didn't, which sounds, you know, unfair to say, but I, I would rather see more Alice and Janney. I'd, I'd rather see Alice and Janney flirting with the guy at the, like at the bar and giving him like, a kiss yeah. on the lips too. A kiss on like, the lips with the little hands out with her big uh, nails. Yes. I mean. uh, Cause she's such a tall woman too. I love, I love her. Yeah. Um, and that first scene when, she, when Ellen Barkin is trying to get her out of the trailer, I don't know if it was impromptu, but she said, ow, don't pinch. Don't like pinch. That sort, yeah, it's just so, <laughs> I I think I, I wouldn't say, I would say maybe it's 50-52, but a lot of what Alice and Janney has to say is just gold. Like the scripts, the lines that she's given, like as far as like, no, she's just screaming mom, mom, because she's got Tourette's, you dipshit. Like that's, <laughs> that's great. That's great. I mean, what a... What a gift for an actress to get to play this role. Yeah. You know, like, because she, she gets to do so much. She gets to be funny. She gets to be, quote unquote, sexy. She gets to have some gravitas. She gets to, you know, just, I mean, like, work these one liners. Like, when Amber says to her, like, never have kids. And she's like, oh, God love you for thinking I still could. You know, like, yes. I just, like, she plays big notes and small notes and, like, great background work when she's taking pictures on the on the disposable camera at Becky's oh, funeral. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just like, and then when they leave the funeral and she's, and then she looks at the camera, she's like, oh, you know, we're going out, for, you know, they're going out for drinks. I'm buying shots. You guys want to come? Like, it, like I, I would, I would say yes in a second. I would go oh, drink with Loretta in a second. That's my dream to just sit like, I don't I like just like have a. She, I love that she smokes the longer cigarettes. What are they called? One hundreds, eighties. I don't know. Eighties are the shorter ones. I think I can't remember. Oh, but yeah, I don't um, know. Yes, but the camera, that Polaroid camera, because she takes a picture of Amber and then Amber turns around and she takes another picture of like the back of Amber's head. That's like one of my. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, how do you direct that? That's just like Alice and Janney in the moment, you know? Yes, like, it's, it's just so good. When she oh. um, gives Amber like that glass of whiskey, she's like, here, your mom said you should have this. <laughs> and then she just stares at it. And Alice and Janney does like she she knows it's whiskey, but she doesn't look at Amber because she just wants to see if she'll take it before she finally says like, all right, well, I thought it would just help you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I It's it's, it's great. She is such a big aunt energy. But like, you know, remind it, but also feels like this is your mom's best friend. It is just a genius performance. Yeah, it's just I'm so just good. I'm just thinking of so many, like when she said, <laughs> I love when she like yells at Amber. I love when Amber says like, I'm thinking of quitting the pageant. And Alice and Jenny like spins her around and says, what? Right. And she's like, what are you, what? And she's like, oh, I just thought I could like scare you out of it or something. It's right. uh, her parenting. That, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and, yeah. And then, and then the candy striper shows up and she's oh. like. <laughs> I wrote How about that a nice down. cool mint? Yeah, would a nice cool mint help if I shoved your head up your ass? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you only see the back of her head in that scene, like it's not in the front. It's you could exact, you could see exact like the deadpanness on her face. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do love her standing O after Amber performs. Like, <gasps> yes, that yes! was a big one for me. Like, it's because mm-hmm. like she really. I mean, granted, a lot of it's like a body double, like tap dancing for Kirsten Dunst, but um. I just love how much, how supportive she is. And 
she like she she's like oh oh and she like moves her purse off her lap and jumps up it's such a great i yes. i'm so glad you mentioned that because i noticed that this time of how great loretta's reaction was after that after amber's performance yes yes uh, yes the one i think the when she was maybe yelling at amber she says like she held on to your tap shoes while flying through the air like a goddamn lawn dart right. like that's <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's it's like it's like playing to it's like the role was written for her. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's giving her it's like Olympic level comedic timing and like just like energy that she brings to everything, but specifically this. It's like it it is it's catered to all of her strengths and she yeah. is like, "Yep, I got this." Oh, <sighs> it's it's seamless. Like, yeah, I agree. I think she fits this role like a glove and it or it fits her like a glove either or she and the glove are somehow the same eventually um and i love that you know kind of just when you think of alice and janney as like oscar winner yeah you know prestige actress now like i just love that this is you know in her canon of movies and is one of her most popular roles yes 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 Oof. Mm. oh boy gosh oh i feel good yeah oh, I, it was I, great i feel like yeah, I feel like something's been resolved in my life. Yeah, I'm like, I've been come able on, let's totally... get you a root beer float. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. That, oh, I love that. Oh, and, and when they leave the pageant, she's like, come on, I'll let you drive, you know? And, and she just, she's such a great, she's such a great little mom who should never actually be a mom. I know. I love, Ugh, I love her so much. I love her. Yeah. Well, I uh, am glad we did this. Same. This was a satisfying award show. Yes. Um, everybody's a winner. Yeah. But honestly. Most of all, we are getting to watch this movie <laughs> and, talk and talk about, about it. it. Um, well, God, after all of those BSAs, it, it's crazy to think that we may still have a BSA of the week. I know. Uh, yeah, it's overload this week. but Yeah, but alas, uh, d- with, with all of the BSAs, there is still the BSA of the week, which is, uh, as you may know, uh, our final segment of our episode where we talk about a performance or a person or a food or a thing or a song or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress in our lives mm. great um so who's your bsa of the week nominees winners what do you got um my runner up and i i know you will be in full support of this and i hope it's not your bsa of the week because i'll feel really bad part of me wants um, almost wants you to go first but if it is great we'll be in the, the synchronicity here is just off the charts today but uh, especially after listening to your episode of All Right, Mary, um, this week, this last episode of Drag Race, just really, there's one queen on RuPaul's Drag Race that has been delivering since, you know, episode one of just like how lovable and how good of a TV personality she is and really like her performance on the show. She's your favorite pizza queen and mine. This, it's like, this is the runner up is Juju B. I just yeah. like, I yeah. think that there is like, just like Allison Janney is like an expert at like, I don't know. It, I just like that, that role was written for Allison Janney. Like all stars five was just like, it's just a showcase for Juju. It's a showcase to show us yeah. how much we love her. Um, I think you mentioned on your episode too, that like, it's like the, the producers are probably just like, Oh, thank you Juju for giving us this. Like, it's just the shimmy after she puts her lipstick in, like all the cat references. It's like, she's, she's getting all, like I said it on squirrel friends too. Like all the gays with cats are just losing their minds right now. Like I picture oh, you and Johnny yeah. and Amanda, she's an honorary gay man, you know? Um, <laughs> but just like, she knows exactly who her demographic is. Mm-hmm. And like you said on the episode too, like I can't imagine anyone not loving Juju. Right. Um, right. It's crazy to me that someone would 
have any sort of ill feelings towards her. So that is my, that she is my runner up. I just love her so much. Whatever happens, I feel like she'll make it to top three. And if she doesn't win, she's already sort of won in my eyes. Yeah, I, um, she, I would certainly put her as a runner up. I mean, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great choice, especially this week, especially after queening out on Alice and Janney and the perfection of Loretta. Mm -hmm. And equally, it's like, I can't see anyone disliking Loretta. Um, in the same way that I can't see anyone disliking Juju. I agree. It's for folks who do not watch Drag Race All-Stars 5 as a most recent season and um, contested Juju B who's been on All-Stars 1 and season 2, uh, you know, and has kind of popped up throughout the series is, mm-hmm. yeah, just like incredibly charming, incredibly funny. Effortlessly charming. Effortlessly. Like there's there's not a part of her that's working to be... And I love that she's not involved. Like, she is involved, but she's always kind of on the outside. Mm-hmm. She's never really fully involved in the drama. Mm-hmm. She's just, she is like, like you say on All Right, Mary, she is like the narrator of the season in many ways, too. And like, what a narrator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh. I've i always liked her, but this season, it's, it. I would, I would say that similar to the appreciation of Loretta as top five favorite performances, mm-hmm. Jujube is, is top five favorite drag queens on drag race yeah 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 it's undeniable um and like cemented in that's it it'll she'll never move off the yeah. list you know yeah i'm so glad we that she's back and that more maybe some of the younger viewers will appreciate her who haven't maybe don't know her as much i i don't know but i'm just so glad she's here yeah um and i i love her a lot um do you have any runners up? Colin, I would just nominees? I would just say Juju, uh, Juju B. I would say yeah. Let I mean yeah. I think she, I'm so glad that wasn't your BSA. The no, week. yeah, I was, I was worried about. She that. almost okay. was, but then I thought oh, I'm going to switch it up this week. So uh, so I'm glad. I, again, I'm glad we had a moment of appreciation for Juju B. I I'm glad she got mm. mentioned, much like Mindy Sterling yes. and, El, and Amy Adams and uh, the yeah, pork exactly. products lady. It's like I'm just glad we named her. You know. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I'll, I can certainly go with my winner, my BSA yeah, of the go, week. Go, go. So I I ordered this thing. You know, we've all, I think y'all may be aware of like quarantine. I don't know if anyone else is doing this right now, but we're all in quarantine, so we're all not really like leaving the house or anything. <laughs> and so I um, decided to spend a good deal of my money on this thing. It was like it's a it's a sauna blanket. I, a sauna blanket? I have no idea what this yeah. is. Tell me. So there's, I guess there's this place in Brooklyn called Higher Dose. And I don't know what all they okay. do, but one of the things they have is you can go there and it's like, it basically looks like the sleeping bag that you get into. And it has like infrared heat that like you, that I guess it like, it's supposed to like helps you get a good sweat on and you're supposed to be able to like, it detoxifies, but it does, apparently it does okay. all these things. I, you know, some of that may be woo-woo, but the things that appealed to me was like, oh, it gives you like a really nice kind of natural high and it makes you, and it calms you down nice. and it just like makes you feel really good. And like, I am a big fan of like a casual hot shower because it always makes me feel better. Yes. No matter what. And so I was like, well, this seems to be similar. And I just was like, you know what? I want it. I want this. I, I, I can afford it, you know, like yeah why not and do it and so i did and took forever to get here because it was you know back ordered or whatever but um it finally arrived yesterday and i and i tried it out and 
Marco was very concerned because I was like laying on the floor in this bag, and he's like, <laughs> "What are you, what?" Okay. And I'm like, "Don't lay on it. Don't ruin it. It costs a lot." I of know money. Ooh, the claws. Yeah. yeah, the claws. Yeah, because I I I put it on the floor because they were like, "Oh, don't put it on a bed or like don't put it on anything that's not like that's potentially flammable." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, so I just put it on like the bare wood floor in my office, yeah. and then Marco was like, "Well, wh- what are you doing in there? Why are you laying in a bag?" Uh, <sighs> and it was yeah, and they they recommend you put on like sweatpants and a long sleeve shirt and like socks to kind of like I guess help support. Whoa. Yeah, so so I was soaked by the end. I was in there for probably like forty minutes, but. <gasps> I felt great. And I didn't have it on like the highest heat. I put it on like the recommended setting if like for when sure. you're first starting out. But I got to say, I felt really good. And I was like, this is a like, if I'm going to be stuck in quarantine, especially in the winter, like, Ooh, that's going to be a good, this is going to be purchase, really yes. nice. So, um, so this was an investment in my health and my sanity and kind of an impulse buy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, we've all had them. Lord. Yeah. But it was great. So, uh, and I think maybe I got a discount. I found a, a discount code for it somewhere online. Ooh, nice. But, um, but it was still like a number of hundreds of dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds, I just picture like Amanda listening to this and it sounds like her personal nightmare and like uh, just like sweating. I mean, uh-huh. obviously your head is out of it. I yes. Know. How much of, is does it just come up to your neck or is it shoulders? It comes up pretty much to your, like it, it, it kind of overlaps over your shoulders. So just kind of your neck and your head are out. Like you're not wow. bound in there. I can get my arms out if I need, you know, okay. you're not. But, um, oh yeah, no, if you don't like to sweat, you won't enjoy it. But yeah, I'd be interested because I, right now it's like, I don't have central air. We do have air conditioning units. So it's, it's hot. Mm, <laughs> and our power yeah. went out the other day, which was terrible. Um, oh, but I would, I would definitely try it. And especially in the winter, I think, like you said, I think that's going to be like prime. Ooh, yeah. that would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited uh, and uh, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. How do you clean it? I have like so many questions now. Oh, so like once it's done, like you kind of like lay it open and let it cool down and then just kind of use, you know, like, like, you know, those some sort of disinfectant or yeah, something. Yeah. Clorox wipes or something okay. and just wipe it down, let it dry and then it's good to go. Oh, awesome. Self-care, yeah. y'all. Self-care, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing these days. I'm laying <laughs> in a hot sleeping bag on my floor for forty minutes. <laughs> in Jealous? mid-July, you know? mid-July, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so my uh, BSA of the week is, it's Hamilton. It's okay. Hamilton on Disney Plus, and like. I, I, I think we can give a little bit of a spoiler for next week that we're going to do the BSAs of Hamilton. Yeah. I'm uh, super excited. Um, I don't know if you've watched it yet. I gave Colin our Disney Plus credentials. You're welcome. Enjoy. Watch as many. There's some really good Disney Plus uh, documentaries oh, okay. uh, as well. There's one on Frozen 2 that Keon's been obsessed with. But you actually saw Hamilton last year i did i yes. did i saw hamilton i mean and, and not in a braggy way i sure i i don't know how i can't even remember how it all worked out but we saw hamilton and like had really good seats like Oof. stupid good seats it was i mean this never happens to me i am a i'm a i'm a balcony queen at heart yes. but it was like fourth row orchestra whoa or something like that it was bananas and yeah i mean it was okay and i went in you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more in the Hamilton episode. Yes. I I went in like, okay. Arms I mean, folded. I arms guess folded. I'll watch I this. guess. Just being such a 
cross little bitch. You know, it's a musical. It's a lot of rap. What are they rapping? Oh, what are they God. rapping? Oh, for God's sake. And yeah. then just crying the whole time. Yeah. 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 But go I, on. I, it's, it's partially the reason why I want to do it is to kind of hear that sort of from your perspective, like the transformation that happened from mm-hmm. like, you know, curmudgeon to like musical theater gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the word for it. That's yeah. the word for it. Because um, I, I know that uh, this on paper, this is not a Colin Drucker musical, uh, I think I would say. But I'm, I'm really we will save it for next week, too. But um, I didn't realize how much I needed to see theater until I, I, mm-hmm. I watched it Sunday night and I, I had watched a bootleg version of it on YouTube. But it was just such a special moment for me. I just think that uh, it's a beautiful show. I know that there's a lot of like cancel Hamilton because it's not historically accurate. And Lin-Manuel hasn't spoken up about Black Lives Matter yet. Or he did. And it was like this whole thing. But all that aside, I, I just really... It was more, it was so, like, the spectacle of it, too. Like, even if the music makes you cringe every once in a while, because Keon was not the biggest fan of it either. Mm -hmm. I had him listen to some songs, and it, like, drove me crazy that he didn't like it as much as I did. So it was was very much like a solo venture for myself. Like, I would just Hamilton out in my car when Keon wasn't there. Right. Um, And just to see how some of these numbers are put up and like the fluidity of everything, how they just sort of melt. Like there's no, there's not really a script. There's maybe one line in the whole show, but everything else is like sung or rapped too. So I'm, I'm already kind of getting too much into it, but I will say like, I know she's not a best supporting actress in in the show. She was nominating for lead, but I really, really liked Philippa Sue who plays um, uh, Eliza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've Skyler. heard her name yeah. uh, a number of times. People singing her praises. No pun intended. Yeah, she. I know, right? She. Um, and no shade to Renee Elise Goldsberry too, who plays Angelica, because Angelica is one of my favorite characters. I think she has the best <clears throat> song in the show. It's all about mm. the women for me. I wish they had more, but um, I am very excited to talk about that next week. And it was such a a, a light in a somewhat sort of like I'm, I'm okay i'm doing fine by the way yeah. but it was just exactly what i needed i guess i didn't know how much i needed it until i was like in the heart of it and i was just like i was just so excited to watch it and i loved that it was so long and i didn't want it to end and i i really really enjoyed it so that's what i will say is my bsa of the week this week great and, and a great sneak preview for next week yeah. i will i will save my thoughts on yeah uh, how much I love the song "Satisfied." Oh, that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I hope you're satisfied because we're getting played Ooh. off right now. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Real. I'll be here all night, folks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, as usual, we are getting played off. We've gone on too long, so we're going to wrap things yes. up. Um, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me on the No Good, Very Bad Gay podcast. This week, I'm covering the movie "All That Jazz." Ooh, okay. Very, like, never seen if it. you liked Fosse Verdon, I think I, I it's a high recommend, Colin. And it's on YouTube. Uh, okay. So catch me there. Uh, you can also listen to me and Amanda Kaczynski recapping All Stars 5 on the Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? 
Well, you, you could find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. I just put out a little episode with some of my, some some grief moments yes, that I love. What a great title. I, Ugh. Good. So I thought good of it titles. like just before I posted it. Oh, thank you. I thought of it just before I posted it. I was like, oh, good grief. Yeah. So you can find me there or you can find me on All Right Mary, also recapping All Stars 5. And if you become a Patreon, Canada's Drag Race, Ooh. which is a hoot and a holler and was almost a nominee for BSA. Nice. But maybe next week. Yeah. Um, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can find both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Yeah. Um, or I think they could email us, right? Yes. If you have any thoughts on Drop Dead Gorgeous or Alice and Janney, please join the conversation. You can email us at thebsapod at gmail.com. Fabulous. Well, you want to say a big thank you to all our BSAs oh. and runners up yes. from. You know, Lona Williams, Alexandra uh, Holden, no. Nora Dunn, Mo Gaffney, yes. uh, Mindy Sterling, uh, Amy Adams, of oh, course. Amy Adams, gotta love her. Gotta love her. And to the heavy uh, hitters of Alice and Janney and Brittany Murphy. Uh, yeah, we see you. And you know what, Kirstie Alley, you did, you done good, you Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, you, done you good. loon. <laughs> you loon. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think all that's left to say is that that, as they say, is that. Not bad. Not bad. Let's go get your root beer float. (laughs) I'm buying. (laughs)